What's going on, people? All right. I want to welcome all of you to this special podcast edition of the Talk to Q Radio Show. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And tonight, I brought on some ladies to discuss um, what happened or their opinions on what happened during the Sandra Bland incident. Um, the young lady in Texas who was pulled over for an improper lane change and ultimately wound up arrested and later found dead in her jail cell a couple of days later. I brought some ladies on to get their opinions on maybe um, if anything could have been done differently on Miss Bland's part, on the police officer's part. I mean, we're going to look at it from both perspectives and kind of break it down. So um, without further ado, we'll go ahead and get started on this special Talk to Q Radio Show podcast edition. I want to break this show down into two categories. I want to get your opinion of the responsibilities of Sandra Bland, and I want to get your opinion on the responsibilities of the arresting officer. Um, I want to keep those separate for a reason, so I ask that you all please focus on the question and try not to take the conversation in a different direction if possible. But um, I have with me on the show Lady T from New Orleans and Gigi from South Carolina. So we'll jump right into it. And um, Lady T, I'll start with you. This appears to be the main question that people are arguing about. If Sandra Bland would have calmly answered questions, yes or no, would she have been arrested? And so what's her responsibility as a citizen? And focus on her, because this question isn't about the police and his responsibilities. We'll get to that later. But what was her responsibility and hers only? Okay, I, I do understand your reasoning for staying to the question at hand. I think Ms. Bland should have, as a, as a law-abiding citizen, she should have been respectful. She should have kept her cool. Um, she should have answered the officer's questions without any haughtiness in her demeanor or in her tone of voice. Even if she felt that she was being disrespected or it was within her right to so-called not put out her cigarette at the moment, that she should have done so just because he asked her to do so. Okay. I, All right. And Gigi? I, um, I personally feel that she was just having a bad day. And I think we've all had a bad day. Um, it may have been much. You know what I mean? It's human nature. I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I think everybody's had that, you know, nasty moment when they've gotten a ticket before. Um, probably not directly to the police officer at hand, but, you, you know, you said a few things when you're driving out with that ticket. So... I think she was just being human, you know, in that moment. Although she she might have, that might not have been the appropriate time to express it. Okay. All right. Well, Lady T, this particular tragedy seems to bother me more so than others. Um, maybe it's because she didn't really do anything to warrant going to jail, in my opinion. I don't know, as far as, you know, the turn signal violation or whatever. Uh-huh lane change violation, but it, it does bother me. Does this particular case feel different than others to you, and if so, why? It feels different in the 
aspect that this was a young woman literally and figure literally being manhandled by a police officer. I still don't understand why she was even arrested because when I watched the dash cam video, he he told her you're being arrested for resisting arrest. Resisting what arrest? What was she being arrested for in True. the first place? Because she had an attitude problem? That's 90% of the country at any given point of the day. So I still don't, that bothers me that this officer was arresting this lady for, and again, I said, I don't know. That, that is what's so troubling. And another point that's so troubling is that with everything that has gone on, I would say within the last two years, when it comes to law enforcement and the African-American community, that a cop still today does not blink an eye when it comes to having some sort of confrontation with an African-American citizen. It just doesn't face them. It does not matter what has gone on from Trayvon Morton all the way to Mike Brown, Freddie Gray, uh, Tamir Rice. All of these events has, have occurred within the last two years, and cops still aren't blinking an eye. It still does not matter. That is mind-boggling. I agree. I agree. And, Gigi, does this feel different to you than some of the other tragedies we've, uh, I mean, that, that, that she just listed? Absolutely. And, you know, the main thing about this is there's a few things. Now, people have the, the satire photograph running around that they say is sabotage. But the actual videotape that um, we've all witnessed and seen has been edited to after she gave him, she did the three procedures, she gave him her license, her registration, and her insurance. He went into his car and he put the information in. The point that you all are seeing is him coming back without a ticket. He actually provoked that situation. And once you see the full tape, you know that that's why they, they fired him immediately. Nothing he did was within procedure. You know, that's like you going into Burger King, you ordering something, and they just come back and, and just say, you know, cuss you out because your burger isn't done. You know, it's kind of his job to, to just hand her back the ticket. And, and I guess maybe, she, like I said, she was being human. You're getting a ticket. She might have threw up her hands in her car like, oh, you know, and then lit up a cigarette. And he comes over with, do you have a problem in all this stuff? You know, it, it was just unwarranted. And that part is what disturbs me the most. They actually edited this tape and only show one section of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, if you want to start an argument, ask a woman if she has a problem. That'll start it any day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Lady T, police officers are supposed to protect and serve. And by serving, that means to provide customer service to the citizens. You know, when you have a job in customer service, you're taught how to deal with irate customers. So why does this fact tend to be lost on the police department when it comes to dealing with irate citizens? That's a very, very good question. And I've been pondering that question even before um, 
I had decided to come on the show and be interviewed about it because it's a serious problem. It's as if police officers, and of course I'm not saying all of them, but just from what we've seen within the media of actual events, police officers have gotten away from that. They are no longer protecting and serving. They are, they're just being combative and it's like, in certain situations, in certain instances, they're looking for trouble. And that's just the way I'm taking it. They're looking for trouble. Where essentially there isn't any. Most of these incidents could have been avoided, though. The one with Sandra Bland, of course, and the ones that I've mentioned in a previous question. I don't understand why our law enforcement officers, the ones who have taken certain situations, excuse me, if you will, and have blown them up to magnitudes of, of proportions that, in my opinion, just totally, totally takes away from the realm of their job duties. And you're so right. Police officers are supposed to protect and serve and be good, um, good providers, essentially, to the communities in which they're supposed to serve. And I'm at the point in my life where I feel like, should I fear a police officer? Should I actually fear a police officer if I encounter them? Because, you know, growing up you're taught, oh, police officers are your friend. You know, they will come to school and do career day and, you know, uh, shake hands and teach you how to be safe when you're going home from school. But no one wants to feel like the people who are protecting and serving are our enemies. Because if they're our enemies, who are our friends? That's a good point. And you also mentioned the media. That's important. It doesn't help that the media always wants to show a cop doing something wrong, but there are countless videos on YouTube and Facebook of police officers who are playing with kids, who are helping people change tires and doing things that do serve the community that never make it to MSNBC or Fox News. And that's kind of sad, too, because even though it may be the minority of the police department that actually does these horrendous things, it almost makes it look as if it's all of them. So, but you um, know what? And you're absolutely right, but that's why, and that's where the good part of social media comes in, because there was a situation that just happened in the Mississippi community where an officer, um, I can't remember, I think it was McGee, Mississippi, assisted assisted a young man and his nephew, and you know it's been extremely hot the last few weeks in Mississippi, Quincy. Yeah. And, you know, this young man's vehicle was broken down, and he had a small child with him. I mean, five minutes on a road in this Mississippi, he can really do damage to a person's body in the middle of the day. So he did assist this young man and his nephew until help arrived, by the way, of family members to pick him up. And I thought that was great. However, that story... Um, became known because of social media. I didn't see it on the news. I didn't read it on 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 an online magazine article or something like that. I read about it because it was floating around Facebook and because people were sharing the post and liking it and, and just kept sharing and talking about it. That's how it actually became known. And I thought that was great. I really did. I really thought that was great. But you're so right. The media is going to magnify maybe the 
15 officers out of maybe 15,000 that's doing something wrong. However, on the flip side of that, it's sad, but we really need to know that as well. We we need to know. You know, Absolutely. we need to know, but I, I wish they could balance it out and promote those stories when officers are doing what they're supposed to do by protecting and serving the community, but we all know no one wants to hear anything positive in the media, right? Nope, they want ratings. Right. And, Gigi, what do you think about the protect and serve um, mindset and how it's kind of deteriorated over the decades? Uh, uh, do you think that they should do a better job of dealing with irate citizens than they do? I personally believe that a lot of the police officers that we're seeing now have a form of PTSD. Um, from being on the job for such a long period of time. Now, in the beginning, when when they go into the police academy, they take testing and they go and they see a psychiatrist. But the only time after that that they will see a psychiatrist or a psychologist is when they have, you know, something traumatic happen within. Right. I think... I think the police officers should get more psychological training because there's a lot of really graphic and hard things that police officers have to see on a daily basis. Other than just traffic stops, you have, you know, all we, you, we see it on the, on Facebook. We see these people who are high on drugs and, mm -hmm. and, you know, just kicking and fighting. They have a lot of really aggressive situations. And I don't think that, you know, the government is properly taking care of our police officers and they're frustrated. They're frustrated as the citizens and they're not getting the proper the proper medical attention that's needed. That's how that's exactly how I feel about it. Uh very good points. Very good points as well. Um let me stick with you, Gigi, and let's look at things from the policeman's perspective. What was and I don't know the officer's name, I didn't bother to learn his name. But what was the officer's responsibility towards Sandra Bland? Even if he felt that she was disrespecting him, what was his responsibility to her as a citizen and a human being? I mean, he realized, he asked her, was she having a bad day? And then when she was done, he was like, are you done? You know, he provoked the situation. He started off on a good, you know, a good note, like, okay, but then, you know, he could have went ahead. She was actually going to get a warning. She wasn't going to get a ticket, by the way. That was actually a situation where she would have got a warning and then told her, you know, go ahead and have a great day. He, police officers are taught how to de-escalate situations. And he actually just made things worse. It, it was just he, he needed to do better. And that's where I, I say once again, some of them have a, a form of PTSD. Can you imagine how many people have an attitude when you're, you're going to stop them and give them a ticket for $300, or, you know, and they're looking at you and then all this stuff on social media, like you, like uh, Ms. T said, with all these negative visions of them, he was just completely aggravated as a person. I can empathize with both sides, but I really believe that these police officers truly need better psychological medical evaluations and they need it at least once a year okay do you cut them any slack when it comes to um losing their temper once in a while from a unruly um person no no because that's all a part of their procedure they, okay. they have to learn how to de-escalate and be calm now i'm not you know i'm not taking sides i can empathize right. on either side 
And I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying it happens. But okay. um, th their training is, is specific. They know exactly what they're supposed to do. So when they get out of hand, that, that's something, that's a whole other thing. Okay. And Lady T, what do you think about um, the officer's responsibilities to Sandra Bland? Even if he felt she was disrespecting him, uh, what was his responsibility to her as a citizen? His responsibility was to, first of all, remain a professional. He is a professional, and he is supposed to be trained to deal with citizens. Um, every citizen, when he encounters them, will not have a, um, a cooperative attitude, maybe not at first, maybe not at all. But his, his responsibility was to remain a professional at all times. Um, and he failed right off the bat because when he realized that she was being combative, that she was not being as cooperative, that she had an attitude, his ego took over, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. His ego totally mm -hmm. took over. And whenever, whenever I see the dash cam video of him physically removing that woman from her vehicle, without any backup at first, because there was no backup, he hadn't called anyone. It was just him and her, and of course the dash cam video. But that situation totally escalated. It it was ridiculous. It was totally ridiculous because he was supposed to remain a professional at all times. He should have remained a professional, and if he was going to arrest her, he should have read her her Miranda rights. He should have told her what she was being arrested for and let her know that when they got to the police station, she could have called someone. Just he should have followed proper protocol, and he failed. He failed at doing his job. He failed at being a law enforcement officer, and he did not protect and serve anyone that day because he was pulled. He pulled her over on the side of a road. It looked like a busy highway. He had no idea if the way that situation was going, if other people would have stopped thinking that, Maybe this lady was in some sort of physical trouble, maybe um, choking or something like that. He totally mishandled that situation as being an officer of the law. I agree. And, and you know, also sometimes I wonder if, you know how when they take someone out of the vehicle, they take them off to the side of the road. Um, and it can be for safety reasons, but sometimes I wonder if it's to get out of the view of that dash cam because, and a lot of these incidents, there's a lot mm -hmm. that happens off to the side of the road that you never see. You get to hear it, but you never right. see what's going on when they take you out of the line of sight for that dash cam. Okay. But, um, all right, so, Gigi, we had um, the pool party incident in McKinney, Texas. Uh, there was another young lady who died in police custody in Alabama. Uh, she was 18 years old. She died a day after uh, Sandra Bland. She was arrested uh, for allegedly stealing a cell phone, she was a saint. She was seen alive at jail at 6:30, and an hour later, she was dead. And I mean, we have hashtags, we have protests, we have 24/7 news stories on all of these incidents. But like all tragedies, unfortunately, they run the risk of being forgotten. So, Gigi, what can we do to try to ensure that the odds of something tragic like this um, are, you know, are reduced? That maybe we can not forget how it happened or what happened, and we can move forward and reduce the odds of it occurring again. 
I think, um, I personally think we need to do another Million Man March. We really need to do a serious march, all people. Now, I, I know it's Black Lives Matter, but I, I had a lot of white friends, and the, you fit the description. They were the rockers with the long hair. Trust me, they will slam you and treat you the same way. They really do. It's a prejudice type of thing. But I believe in, um, I can't think of the, in numbers. Can someone finish that term for me? I'm from Trinidad. There's there's more in numbers. The more we have strength in as a group together. There we go. There's strength in numbers. So the more we have, the more of us together that unite and really take a march on Washington and really start to push for these police officers to get better psychological evaluations and continuously and make sure that they get better drug testing as well, because you don't know, some of them may be drunk on the job. You know what I mean? There's just a lot of things that I think that they're looking past. And I'm not saying all police officers, because we know there's great police officers out there, but it should just be a stern, stern disciplinary action towards police officers. And and, and these people that have lost their lives, I just, I'm upset with our government. That That's who I would like. I think we should just march on the government. We should really push more towards the government, different bills, because they are actually civil servants and they work for us. Okay. And speaking of the Million Man March, you know, this is actually, um, it's been 20 years since the last Million Man March, and there is one that's occurring in D.C. on October the 10th. Um, I've actually been uh, approached about uh, attending it. And so there is going to be another Million Man March, the 20th anniversary is in October. Um, but uh, Lady T, I'll, I'll ask you the same questions. What can we do to reduce the odds of a tragedy like this occurring again? I mean, is it something that we educate our kids on a little more? Or, I mean, where do we start? It's everything, Q. It's everything. Everything is Gigi just said because the psychological testing that she brought up, that's a great point. And we do have a lot of police officers who are also ex-soldiers. So we don't know what they're dealing with. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ms. Gigi. No, I just said yes. I agree with yes. you. Yes. <laughs> right. right. And not only that, while we're marching, while we're hashtagging, while we're, you know, supposedly calling our senators and congressmen because we should, we should also push for more training for our police officers because that. Training they got in the police academy 5, 10, 15 years ago is outdated. They need new training so that they can know how to handle the citizens of today. That And they should also have updated training annually. Everybody needs to be updated in their field. You know, and that's everywhere. That's for all fields. You know, you have to have continuous training, continuous education so that you can stay abreast on the latest information in your industry. And I think the police officers need the same kind of training. They need also um, simulation kind of training as far as how to handle um, sensitive situations. How, How do you deal with a particular situation and also escalate those simulations? You know, how police would handle a situation if 
a citizen, another police officer can play a citizen if the citizen became combative, if the citizen started fighting them or whatever. They need to have those type of simulations so a police officer can know everything that they need to do um, to handle that situation without the citizen being severely harmed, without themselves being severely harmed, and everybody can live to see another day. So if that situation has to make its way in court, that's what the court system is for. Exactly. That's what our judicial system is set up for. I'm not saying it's perfect. I would be the first one to admit our judicial system has flaws. But everyone deserves their rights and their day in court. I think that police officers need to have updated training, annual training, and they need to have new laws on a book so that police officers can be held accountable when these situations escalate to a point where people are being hurt and it is at the fault of a police officer. Okay. All right. Good points. And it is different out there because now they're dealing with generations of uh, young people who have been brought up to be leery of the police. You have a whole generation of people who don't trust you, who are afraid of you, who will disrespect you, and they definitely need some training in dealing with that type of uh, person. And, and w as well as the parents need to try to teach their children that it's okay to be mindful or aware of what's going on when it comes to dealing with a police officer, but be respectful too. Don't assume yeah. that every cop is going to, you know, do something to you because that kind of directs, you know, how you treat them when you do that. So parents have a responsibility to their children as well. Exactly, exactly. All right, a couple more questions and I'll get you all out of here. Now, um, something I used to hear, I'm, I'm big on watching court TV, and I used to watch Judge Joe Brown back in the day, and he used to always talk about uh, protect womanhood and promote manhood. And I'm kind of an yeah. old school guy, so I kind of, you know, agree with that 100%. But it appears to me that with each passing day, women are losing more and more respect and protection that they once had from men. And if you do believe that, then how do you think that will affect your responses to being stopped by a male cop in the future? And I'll start with you, Lady T. I think women also, women have a responsibility or we played a part in men as a whole losing respect for us. And what I say about that is, as women have become more and more independent over the last 20 years, it's okay for us to be independent and have our place in the world and do everything that we want to do. But with that, we've also been brained to the fact that, oh, we don't need a man. We can do everything ourselves. We can do everything that men can do or we can do it better. So I think men maybe subconsciously are starting to see are starting to look at women like, okay, y'all don't need us to protect you all. Y'all are just as much of a man internally as I am externally. So mm -hmm. I think that it's going to play a lot. It's going to play a lot against women and maybe people in general in regards to traffic stops, I mean, a traffic stop back in the day used to be a traffic stop. You either got a warning or you got a ticket, or if you had any warrants, people got arrested. But now it's like 
people, I can see people, even women now, when they get stopped by a police officer, they're going to have their hands on the steering wheel, but going to be panting and their heart going to be beating out their chest because they don't know what's going to happen next. And especially, it also depends on which demographic location you're into. Especially down south, that can play out really, really badly. It can play out really, really badly. So I think that um, we need to be respectful. We need to be courteous, and I know I've heard it argued a lot over the last few days via social media that, okay, well, we, you know, Sandra Bland had her rights, and she didn't have to put out her cigarette, and she didn't have to do this, and she didn't have to do that. Okay, she didn't have to do it, but look what has happened. Look at, look at what has happened. The unthinkable has happened, and it's awful. All because you all are saying she didn't have to put out her cigarette. Maybe she didn't. But look at what has happened. And it's awful. And people are hurting behind it. Of course, her family is devastated and they're destroyed yeah. entirely. But a lot of us are still hurting behind it. And we didn't even know this lady. I'd rather not know who Sandra Bland is. Because if I didn't know who Sandra Bland is, that means she would be alive. Okay. And it's just it's just ridiculous. It really is. True, true. That's a powerful statement there. Uh, Gigi, what about you? I mean, you think women are losing more and more respect and protection that they once had from men, and how would that affect future stops by male cops? I I do think that um, <laughs> I do think that women are losing a lot of respect for men. Um, as far as with police. Stops. I will say that I don't think I think people will be more respectful, like you said, out of pure fear. Um, and a lot of people are trying to adjust uh, to how a police officer would actually greet you. But you, you you're kind of going. They're leading the situation now, and maybe they haven't before. Um, I'm saying when they come to your car and it's your ticket, it's simple. It's three things they're going to ask you for. You give it to them, they get back in the car. But my thing with this this gentleman, we can't, we like you said, we cannot generalize that all police officers are going to be that way. Now, for women, I don't, I don't, I can't generalize. I can't say that it would make every person act a certain way as a whole. Some will be defensive. Some will be more cautious. And some will just go with the flow and, and hope for the best. It, it's kind of, that, that's that's what I see. Okay. And, all right, last question. And, Gigi, I'll stick with you. If you could address every police officer in the nation right now, then what message would you send to them on police harassment and brutality? I, I'm going to repeat it one more time. One more time, and Lady T made a huge, you, you, you said the greatest thing ever. The majority of officers that they get come right out of the military. They need proper testing for PTSD, and that's on-the-job training, PTSD. And it needs to be more effective and used more. I know they get the gun training every year. We, we know that. We, know we, we make sure you know how to use your weapon. But they really need to make sure that psychologically they know how to deal with these situations that deal with escalations 
and they need to continue the same. They need to continue. And like you said, Lady T, once again, we'll repeat after her. I'm going to jump off of her comment. They need to update it because we have social media now. And, and it's a huge thing. I do want to say one more thing that's a little bit off topic. My father is 72 years old. And he told me, he used to live in New York years back. And he told me he had that same fear of getting beaten by police officers in New York. He would never pull in an alley. So this is not really something new. Right. It's not new right. at all. And um, there's a lot of deaths that have gone unnoticed untold and it's it's our system and we need to fight for a better system because like you said we have children we have people growing up and this needs to just stop it's it's ridiculous it needs to stop okay i agree and lady t if you can address every police officer right now then what message would you want to convey to them about police harassment and brutality what I will convey to them is think about your own children, your own nieces and nephews, your own parents or siblings. How would you want an officer to treat them if they were to encounter an officer during a traffic stop? Seriously, think about that. Think about someone whom you love with your whole heart and soul, whom you would not want to be mistreated in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Think about that person the next time you pull over someone for a traffic violation. Okay. And, you know, I mean, we wouldn't have any problems in the world if everybody did that. That's a good point. And, all right, ladies, well, I want to thank both of you for coming on to the show this evening. Uh, I really, truly appreciate you taking the time. Lady T from New Orleans and Gigi from South Carolina. Remember that the Talk to Q radio show airs live every Tuesday and Wednesday night at 10 p.m. Eastern. Go to TalkToQ.com to get more information on the show as well as a calendar of events. Everyone take care. Peace out. Feel free to check out my blog. It's TatashaMaxChronicles.blogspot.com. Again, it's TatashaMaxChronicles.blogspot.com. Or you can catch me on Instagram at TashaMax523 or on Twitter at LadyT523. Thank you all so much.